A very good morning out there. Welcome to another beautiful live broadcast. This is the voice of Isaiah Phillips on the Porter's Gate Network. Well, this morning, we want to welcome you. If you're joining us this morning, wherever you're joining from, for, join, excuse me, joining from, I want to specially welcome you this morning. Let's enjoy the presence of God this morning, even as we continue to seek the mind of God, the heart of God, and continue to pray in His presence. Uh, it's clear that the Spirit of God is leading us into some very important uh, uh, principles and direction as we continue to search and and uh, find his voice for this new day this morning we are going to pray and believe god amen to take us deeper in the realities of his demand even as we press further into his his, his mind for this browning day father we want to thank you once again thank you for waking us up thank you for giving us life giving us your breath thank you for allowing us to see Yes, the realities of this beautiful, glorious day. These are days of newness. You are doing a new thing. It's springing forth. We thank you. We've come this morning, Lord, once again to allow your spirit to lead us, and guide us, and instruct us in the way that you have ordained. Yes, Father, we have come with our heart, our mind, soul, body, minds, Every aspect of our life, faculties, oh God, we lay them down this morning, oh God. We ask you to teach us once again how to walk in the path of your spirit, how to hear, how to respond in accordance to your demand for this brand new day. <clears throat> Father, we want to thank you for your spirit that you have released. Thank you for Christ, once again, that is crowned king over our lives, over our space this morning. Thank you, Lord, for this time that we have shared and we're sharing, oh God, to gather before you and gather unto one another. Yes, the place of the assembly of the firstborn church. We thank you, Spirit of God. You're doing something new in the earth, across the earth. You're stirring the heart of your people. You're joining our faith. You're joining our grace together. You're building something, oh God, that is about to dumbfound, yes, the wisdom of this age we thank you once again this morning that as we respond to the beckonings of your spirit to the wooing of your spirit that once again oh god we will yield our life completely to that which your spirit is pointing to we thank you lord open our eyes to see as you continue to break the bread of your word open our eyes open our minds oh god to to perceive these things oh god Help us, O oh God, to be awakened, to be moved, O oh God. Help us, O oh God, to feel the fire of your spirit, O oh God. Help us to respond. I thank you, Lord, for everyone this morning that will be watching, that will be listening, wherever they are connecting from, wherever, O oh God, they will be, yes, watching from. I pray in the name of Jesus that the same life and power and authority that is in your word, O oh God, yes, Father, will quicken them, will quicken them, will make them alive again, once again. We pray in the name of Jesus. The Lord, this gathering will not just be another gathering. It will not just be another meeting. It will not just be another broadcast. It will not just be another live streaming. Oh, Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that this will be an encounter with heaven. May your kingdom come into our lives this morning. May your kingdom come into our space. May your name, oh God, be exalted. May your fame, oh God, go forth out of this place. May your spirit, oh God, once again, begin to touch lives transform the sphere oh god yes father we pray this morning that every realities oh god that define the system that governs our environment we bring them under the authority yes of your word even as we come under the government under the leadership of your spirit 
We understand, oh God, the hierarchies of leadership and authority. We thank you, Spirit of God, that as we submit to you this morning, as we obey your voice this morning, we can go forth in the authority that you have given unto us to execute, yes, the judgment that is written. We thank you. We honor you. We thank you. We bless your holy name. May your voice continue to pierce through every area of our life, every aspect of our being. May your voice, O oh God, continue to tear down the wrong order, the wrong values, O oh God, the high places that have been built, O oh God. May your voice, may your word, O oh God, continue to engage those areas. We thank you this morning that you, we know, O oh God, that you will not leave us the way we are. And your spirit will continue to demand from us, yes, the requirements, oh God, to change and to align. We receive this, gra this grace, oh, oh Father, this morning to turn to you and be saved, oh God, that we may become indeed a light, oh God, changing our society, changing our world, that we may become that vessel, oh God, transforming the environment that you've placed us. We thank you. We honor you this morning. We pray corporately, may your kingdom come. May your kingdom come into our lives. May your kingdom come into our minds, into our imagination. May your kingdom come into our thoughts. May your kingdom come, oh God, into every area, every aspect, oh God, of our home, family, community. May your kingdom come into our city, into our nation, oh God. May your kingdom come into, yes, our government. We proclaim and we declare this morning that every heart, every mind, every soul, yes, oh Father, this day will be subjected to the authority, yes, to the values of your intention. We pray this morning in the name of Jesus. May your kingdom come into this nation, South Africa, this morning. May your will, oh God, find inroad and entrance oh god may your people this morning yes be awakened in the zeal of the lord to represent your voice your desire your demand we pray in the name of jesus may your people be awakened may a new order of men and women called priests of the living god emerge in the name of jesus as you continue to speak to us regarding the order of your return regarding the order yes of the restoration of your priesthood oh god as you continue to speak to us oh god yes regarding the rebuilding of the broken and the shattered altar, we pray in the name of Jesus that once again, yes, the nations will feel, oh God, the power of your presence, the knowledge of your glory. Yes, once again, we cover the earth as the water covers the sea. So we thank you this morning. We lift a standard across the nations. We lift a standard across the city, across the province. We proclaim and we declare, let Christ be exalted. Jesus, your word declare that if you be exalted, you would draw all men unto you. We exalt you this morning over our city. We exalt you this morning over our nation. We exalt you this morning over the land. We exalt you this morning over the community. We exalt you this morning, yes, Father, over this nation. We exalt you. Have your way. Take your place. May your kingdom find inroad. May your kingdom come. Be glorified. Be exalted. Be magnified. We proclaim your lordship, O oh God. We proclaim your wisdom. We proclaim the, your knowledge. We proclaim your understanding upon the hearts of men, upon the minds of men this morning. We decree, Lord, that this morning change is taking place. Healing is taking place. Deliverance is taking place. Restoration is taking place. The spirit of reformation, yes, is taking place in the lives, in the hearts, in the homes of, of people this morning. Thank you, Spirit of God. Knowledge, oh God, yes, Father, is having is enrolled in the lives of men and women. We thank you. We bless your name, O oh God. We glorify your name. We lift you high. We bless your name. Take your place. Sanctify the place of your dwelling this morning. As we offer our lives to you this morning, 
a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. May our minds, thoughts be renewed, be transformed this day, O God. May every aspect of our being be offered unto you as a living sacrifice, O God. Yes, Father, every aspect of our life, we offer them to you this morning. Take your place. May our life rise this morning as a sweet-smelling, yes, aroma. May you, O God, smell the offerings of our life, O God, that once again you may cut covenant with the earth. We thank you. We honor you. We glorify your name. We bless your name. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory and honor, power and praise, majesty, dominion be ascribed unto you, Lamb of God. We thank you. Glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> amen and amen. Welcome, everyone. If you're joining us this morning, I want to specially welcome you uh, to another live broadcast. Of course, my name is Isaiah Phillips. I can tell her. Wherever you are joining, watching from this morning, it's a great privilege and honor to have you join us this morning. Of course, it's Saturday morning. I know a lot of people will be, you know, resting, you know, after, you know, a long week walk. Uh, uh, uh. But uh, guess what? We have to be here. We have to pray. We have to seek the face of God. This is, the, this is part of the sacrifice that is the de 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 desire and that is required of us, particularly as those who have insight and understanding of what the Spirit of God is, is, is doing in this brand new day. These are days where we have to engage in the spirit of sacrifice. Yes, we have to go, you know, that extra mile. We have to, you know, sometimes just push ourselves just to be there. And, you know, I can remember back in those days, you know, you, you've done all that you need to do. You wake up early in the morning, so tired. And I just say to my body, well, body, meet me. My spirit is awake and my spirit is on the, is on the move. You, body, just meet me there. Just meet me there. You understand? And, and as, you, as you go, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, it's as you go, you may not have that passion and that yearning and that longing and that, you know, yes, go get it attitude when you wake up in the morning but you just need to develop that sense of I need to be there I have to be there somebody's life depends on my prayer somebody's life depends on what I'm going to hear from God you know when we have that kind of sense of you know commitment and responsibility to the things of the spirit the Lord has a way of renewing all right our our you know our strength the Bible says it will renew yes our strength like that like that of an eagle I believe this morning that your strength will be renewed as as we dwell and as we continue to journey in the power and the authority of God's word, amen, in the presence of God, the scripture says, amen, there is fullness of joy at his right hand. There are pleasures forevermore. So this morning, I want to believe prophetically that as we continue to declare and look into the heart of God, into the mind of God, that you will be touched, you'll be healed, you'll be restored. The Bible says, amen, as Jesus was preaching, the, the power of God was present to heal them. Alright, whatever healing you are looking for, it could be physical, it could be mental, it could be emotional, it could be financial, alright, it could be spiritual, whatever form of healing that you are, you know, believing God for. Every one of us at some point, amen, have, amen, this need. You know, most time we don't talk about it, we don't say it, but we all have, amen, as long as we are humans, amen, we will always have need. 
All right, all of the things that we are proclaiming and declaring on this platform it doesn't mean that I, I have come to perfect all of those things. I know all of those things, or I don't have needs. I've got my own needs. But guess what? Hey, that's the ministry of the priest. The priest must go on behalf of the people. Amen. The priest cannot wake up in the morning and say, "Well, well, well, this morning I feel so tired. I, I'm not going to exercise my, my, you know, my duty or my responsibility." No, that is what you have signed for as a priest. You've got to get up, Amen. You've got to, you've got to be there. You know, we're army. Amen. In 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 the in 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 you know in the in the camp of the Lord. Amen. We have been called. We have been given. Amen. This this opportunity to serve, and we have we have to serve with that sense of love and and commitment and responsibility, regardless of how we may feel sometimes. All right. Yes. Not like I'm saying we should push us push aside our feelings, but we have to sometimes you know move beyond. Amen. How we feel, we have to speak to ourselves and say, Hey, self, you've got to do something. You're living for for something bigger than big, bigger than yourself amen you have to I, sometimes I, I like to remind myself all right that what i'm doing is bigger than me all right you you want to be able to you know put that into your subconscious that hey this is not just about you this is not just about coming on air and you know making these declarations no it's because you're saying something that is gonna be and harvest someday your word is a seed amen that will bring forth and harvest of righteousness someday somebody amen will be healed somebody will be restored someday hallelujah somebody will receive this word in their heart in their life in their home in their space somebody somewhere need these things that we're talking about so we want to thank god for how the lord has used us to transform and to you know to help so many people out there but guess what the job is not done we have to continue to push we have to continue to push amen it says you who make mention of the lord give yourself no rest and give him no rest Meaning that there will be time, all right, that we we will we feel we need rest, and the, and we do need rest. But guess what? Our rest is in the Lord. Amen. We rest within the war. We rest within the battle. We rest, amen, on the field, amen. We have to understand that what we are talking about, what we are dealing with, amen, has to do with something beyond us. I want, I want that to stick into your mind, into your brain, that this is beyond you. This is not just about you. This is not just about your own life. This is about posterity. This is about the next generation. This is about, amen, the next reality, amen, of, of, of those who will be coming behind us. This is about your children. This is about your grandchildren. This is about your great-grandchildren. If Jesus starries, come on, friends. All right? Why we want Jesus to come to, tomorrow, amen? But if he's not coming tomorrow, amen, we can't fold our hands and just, you know, seek, uh, you know, a, a, an idea of just fly away. I don't want to fly away. I want to occupy until he comes. And sometimes doing that means that you have to constantly speak to yourself. Amen? Remember I always say, if God is going to do anything in the earth, if God is ever going to do anything in the earth, he has to do it through a people through a people. Now, I want to be part of, amen, the people that God wants to walk with. God God wants to use, amen, to carry out his desire. Amen. God does not walk outside, amen, the, the, the boundary of humans. Whenever God wants to, be it in government, be it in politics, amen, be it in, you know, in, 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 in changing institution, be it in changing family, be it in changing men, be it in changing women, or right? be it in changing the educational system, be it in changing the financial sector, or right? whatever 
field, amen, that we are expecting the move of God. We're expecting change. All right, God is going to use people. So if we don't avail ourselves, if we don't present ourselves, if we don't get ourselves trained, amen, and ready for the, you know, for the engagement to change, nothing is going to happen. All right. So that's how it is. And that's the kind of mindset that I want us to have, all right, that we have been called for such a time as this. We have been chosen, amen. We have been called, we have been chosen, we have been unpicked. Many are called, few are chosen. Many are called, few are chosen. I tell you, it's not an easy thing to be an easy thing to be chosen. All right, everybody's called. Yes, everybody's called. Bible says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it as unto the Lord. That's good. But there is a dimension beyond that, amen, that you have to be called and then they have to separate you. They have to go through the process of training and being retrained, all right, and until they then begin to deploy you into the field of the assignment that's not an easy thing friend so bible says no priest wake up you know and choose himself every priest amen is chosen among men all right you've been called among them we have been called you've been chosen among the people among those that are sleeping sleeping amen you have been called you have been awakened among those who are confused amen among those that are still you know in this in the valley of decision they brought you out come on it's a it's a glorious thing amen it's a privilege for us to be hearing the things that we're hearing so I want to encourage you this morning that this is not amen, but might is not by power. All right. So as we present ourselves, as we come this morning, as we continue to engage the heart and the mind of God regarding our lives, regarding our family, regarding our homes, our city, our nation, regarding this generation, let's come amen, with a heart that is indeed amen, aware of, of what is at stake. Let's come with an understanding amen, that truly my, 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 my prayer counts, amen, my, my, my position my understanding you know you can't go beyond what you know you can't do beyond what you are aware of all right you you, you cannot you cannot you cannot exercise an authority that you are not aware of you you cannot amen spend a money amen you are not aware of is in the bank you understand life is about knowledge is about information information rules the world today as it is in the natural so it is in the spirit what you know amen would define your deliverance what you know would define your deliverance and that is why this morning amen that we are pressing into this dimension amen we want to know the heart of god we want to know the mind of God. Those who diligently seek me will find me. And then the Bible says Jesus will wake up early in the morning while others are still sleeping. While the, you know, while, while the day is still very young. While the, the day is still dawning in fact, he goes up to pray. Why? Because he needs to get clarity from the Father. He, he, you, we can't do things habitually. We can't just do things anyhow. We can't just assume and presume. We can't just, you know, you know carry things out the way we feel. No, no. We have to follow a divine order and a divine pattern. We have to follow a divine instruction and that's why we do what we do. We get direction, we get directives, we get instructed, amen. We get the leading of God. We get the blueprint for the day. We get the memo for the day, hallelujah. We get to understand what the Lord demands of us, amen. Be it Monday or Saturday or Sunday or Friday, you understand. Every day is a day of divine engagement. It's a time to be in the presence of God, to hear, to know, amen. Listen to this. When we sacrifice this time, time in prayer in the presence of God in, in in intercession amen in engaging the word of God you understand we are clearing the paths we have we've become the John the Baptist amen that is clearing the path that is preparing the way of the Lord amen and listen when the way of the Lord is strengthened in a in a city in the nation in the community it allows the inroad it allows amen the bringing forth the glory of God the presence of God amen and the kingdom of God will come via a way that is prepared 
that is prepared. If the way is not prepared, amen, you are not going to sense his, his arrival. And when he comes, people will not know. So what we are doing right now, see it, amen, as, as the ministry of John the Baptist, amen, we're preparing the way. We're making the path straight, amen. We're proclaiming and we're declaring that there is, there is a change taking place across the board. We're proclaiming, we're declaring, amen, that God, God's, God's intervention, amen, is coming to every aspect, every area of our lives, of our family, of our home. So let's not get discouraged. Let's not feel tired. Let's not feel, I understand that I'm saying something that most of the time we, we, we hardly talk about, but it's a reality. Yes, you wake up this morning, you may feel tired. Like I said, Saturday morning is a time people really want to rest. And I really, I wish, I, I wish I can also be just be there, you know, just to sleep away, you know, and just, but guess what? When you, when, when you are awakened with a sense of, of, of burden, when you are awakened with a sense of responsibility, you know, spiritual responsibility, because listen to this, the seed, the seed we sow will define the harvest, amen, that we are going to, that we're going to reap someday. The seed we sow now will define the harvest our children, amen, will reap someday. So let's begin to, you know, I've listened to a lot of men of God and and um, you know many of them will tell you that or have they, they never really had this passion and desire about the things of God, but they had a mother praying for them. They had a granny, all right, that was praying for them. There's a there's a there's a very you know uh, 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 talk about a dynamic man of God that you know of recent I, I came across you know in Nigeria, and this man was sharing his testimony you know about how he came into ministry you know, and guess what? It was the granny that was praying for for him. The granny has been praying praying for him while he was still you know a young a young a young boy. You know, I, I, that's something about you know, prayer is so powerful. It's a mystery that most people don't know. I remember when I was in Bible school, I've shared this before that the Lord said to me, all right, when you pray, you are investing into the future. You are investing into the future. So listen to this. Why you may not see the result of your prayer? Why you may not see the effect now? Why you may not even, in fact, you may be praying for somebody or your son or your grandson and it's like the case is getting from bad to worse. Listen, don't allow what you see. Don't allow what you see, amen, in that child, in that boy to stop you, amen, from doing what you need to do. One of the principles that we are learn about the things of God or uh, is the concept amen of you know persistent you know consistency in the things of God all right when you start engaging the things of God regarding you know a subject a topic amen an issue listen that's when the enemy continue or right, to you know to, to to intensify his attack why he wants you to give up he wants you to look at what you're seeing all right and and, and you know and make judgments you know you look at you you're praying but you're not seeing a change and sometimes you know that can really get us discouraged you've been praying for something maybe for 10 years or 15 years but you're not seeing a change guess what you want to give up it's natural to want to say this thing is not working <laughs> this thing is not working this thing this uh, well let's 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 look for something else excuse me what would be the alternative to prayer now that's a question i used to ask myself okay if i don't pray about this thing because i'm not seeing a change so what's the best alternative What is the best alternative? If there's a best alternative, of course, I'll go for that. But guess what? There is no other alternative, amen, to an effective, fervent, amen, persistent, consistent, amen, governmental intercession. There is no, there is no way we can change. Remember I used to say, there is no human being, regardless of where they are, who have the power to change a nation. All right. If a nation is going towards a direction, it's because, amen, people are not praying, amen, to, you know, for that nation to go towards the right direction. It's just that simple. I've seen the power.
power of prayer change lives, people, cities. I've seen God move. Around, but guess what? Somebody will have to believe. Somebody will have to stand on behalf of God. What we are doing, amen, is to represent what God says. The Bible says we are the one called to execute the judgment that is already written. All right? He, he, he said, he say, if you will continue to say and not doubt, what are you saying? You're saying the things that have been declared. He said, if you will say to this mountain, you understand? When you look at the mountain of the present state of the economy of this nation, all right, what, what, what are we saying? What are we saying? When you look at the issue of, the, of politics in, in the nation, what are we saying? What are we declaring? If you look at amen, the condition of your environment, you know, when you look at you know, the, the, the state of our society, particularly here, I mean, things are so bad. You look at young, hefty you know, you know, boys walking the street and have no sense of direction, have no sense of you know, purpose. Some of them, they just drink and play music all through the night they have no sense of of vision that you know tomorrow is coming and and what am i sowing what am i they just live their life like that you understand if you look at all of that you you feel there's no hope and the, the fact this many men are not even seen to know what to do in, in terms of engaging these young people to say okay what can we do how can we help them the government don't know what to do we have to pray and believe God, amen, for direction. We have to pray and believe God, amen, for insight. We have to pray and believe God for strategy. We have to pray and believe God, amen, that the Holy Spirit will hit them, all right? We're not just praying that some, somehow they get a good job, but we're praying that they will, that God will touch their heart, amen, that they will realize that like the prodigal son, they will come to their senses and begin to change. Listen to this. There is nothing, there is absolutely nothing that prayer, hallelujah, cannot change. Prayer is the power to change, to transform, to, to, to effect, amen, deliverance in the life of people, in city, in nation, in homes, in family, homes and family that are almost shattered. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Don't let nobody lie to you <clears throat> that your prayer, amen, is waste. No, keep sowing. Prayer is an investment into the bank of heaven. Prayer is an investment into the bank of heaven. When you pray, you are investing, amen, into heaven. And guess what? Heaven will use, amen, your investment, amen, and even increase, amen, a dividend, <clears throat> excuse me, and increase, amen, the, the, the interest and the dividends, amen, on your, on your account. So never stop. Never stop praying. Don't look at the things in the natural, amen, and conclude. Never do that. Don't do that. Continue. As you pray, it may get, it may, it may look as if it's getting worse, all right? The more you pray, the more, you, I mean, I've been there. I understand that. No, continue 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 because what you see should not define your faith is what you don't see amen that is in the realm of the spirit that should define your faith so i want to encourage you this morning as we continue to amen look into the word of god and continue to follow the directions and the directives amen and the guidance and leading of the spirit Regarding this new day, all right, that we are a voice that heaven, amen, is using to change our society, all right? I mean, I, I remember praying for, for many years regarding my condition, but things, I mean, I remember I was living in one bedroom apartment for, 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 for close to six years, if I'm not mistaken. <clears throat> and things were quite, you know, bad, you know, really, you struggling in that one bedroom. And, and I mean, you watch your friends, everything is going on well for them. But I knew that I'm not going to compromise. I'm just going to stick there. And I'm, I was a pastor back then. I was a pastor. And I stick there. This is how it's going to be. I and get, God came true. But you see, that was my testimony. That you pray and you pray, you don't get anything. And then you decide to follow the same way everybody's following. Then at the end of the day, you have no sense of testimony. 
Because when you want to speak, you know that somehow uh, you 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 cut the cut you cut the corner. All right, you 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 look for the shortcut. Amen. You look you 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 shun the path. Come on. If, if, you, if you know that you got something via the authority that heaven has given to you, you waited on the Lord. Have you, have you seen, amen, how Anna, amen, burst into, into, into singing because, amen, she waited on the Lord. Have you seen, amen, how Mary, Elizabeth, all of these people, God gave them a song. Yes, it was a song of their testimony because they saw, amen, what God did. You know, is what was in Miriam, hallelujah. When they came out of the land of bondage, amen, God gave her a song. There's always a song that God gives to us when we stick to the path that God has called us, amen. And when we get to the end and we, we have a testimony, he gives us a song that we can sing. That becomes your testimony, amen. Nobody can take that from, from you. That's why today I can stand to do what I'm doing because I have seen God walk. I've seen God move i have seen the power of god i've seen amen the the, the 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 hand of god amen even in times where i feel like well it's over listen with god it's never over until he says it's over so you better wake up this morning amen and keep praying and keep seeking the face of god not just for yourself but for your nation it's a seed you're sowing you, listen the 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 Maposa may never know you no people may never know what you're doing but keep sowing your seed regarding this nation keep declaring amen what you want to see in, over this nation there is a prophetic word that is hanging over this nation continue to water amen that that seed it's it's going to germinate and bring forth fruit amen unto hundredfold yes listen to this a nation is a reflection Amen. Of the people, amen, at the gate. Amen. A nation is a reflection of the quality of people at the gate. If we take our place at the gate, amen, regardless of the plans of the enemy and the cabals of this world, amen. And 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 those who want to who want to shift things and change things, you know, for the evil, as long as we remain there, as long as we are positioned on the wall, as long as we are positioned, amen, at the gate, listen to this. We will carry the day because the Lord is on our side. You understand? This is how people have won the battle over their city, over their nation. So this is basically just to encourage you this morning. Amen? There's still a lot that we're looking into. We're going to look into this morning. Okay? But I, I just felt like I need to, to encourage you. You, know, you can say, well, well, we just come every day. I just listen to this man every day. Every, listen, you're not listening to just to me. Amen. You're listening to the voice of God. Yes. You're listening to what the Spirit of God will have you know. There are a lot of things, amen, that we need to know. We need to, we, listen, we, we, can, we can only exercise authority to the, to the knowledge, amen, of, of the Spirit, to the knowledge of Christ, to the knowledge, amen, of the activities, amen, of, of the kingdom. We can only exercise authority to the knowledge that we have you you can you can exercise authority if you don't know amen what you've been given authority over if you don't know amen how you have been called to exercise authority if you don't understand the principles the protocols amen of the authority I guess that's what the Lord, amen, began to reveal to me. Son, I know you want to teach people about this authority, but you've got to look at it, amen, in a comprehensive direction, in a pr perspective. You've got to look at it on a broader level. You have to, you have to bring order back, amen. You, you bring order back, meaning that you have to restore, amen, the, 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 the priesthood. You have to talk about restoring, amen, the altar. All right, then you can begin to understand. Then they can begin to appreciate. Then you can begin to make use of the authority because authority does not work. Walk, amen outside the order of God outside the, the systems the administrations the value standard amen the the, the 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 government of God everything amen is subject to a divine order 
That's how God creates life. That's how things work. Amen. If things are done outside order, all right, you, you cannot have authority. It will not function. So this, these are things heaven, amen, is saying to us. And I thank God that, we, you know, we, we quickly pick this thing. And we, we're changing. And we're coming to, we come into, amen, the, the order, the direction. Remember, there's an order. Our life, amen, is designed by an order, amen. The things of God, amen, are designed by order. So God is saying, amen, yes, I'm doing a new thing. But you've got to go, amen, with the principle of the order. The order. Remember, they talk about the order of Melchizedek. Yes, there's an order. The order is important. It's not just the priest, amen, and the priesthood that matters, amen. You've got to follow the order. And I think that is something that the Lord wants me personally to emphasize to the body of Christ globally. We have to return to the order, amen. If, if, if the altar has been shattered and the priesthood, amen, has been derobed, amen, and many have been sent to go look for work, you know. There are many priesthood today that are priests that have thrown away their, you know, their, 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 their ministry, you know, calling and garments, if you will, all right. And they've gone into, you know, all kinds of business. You, you understand? Yes, because that's what happened in the day where where Jezebel you know, rules the land in the day where some kind of you know salt type of leadership is in the land. All right, the Bible says the priests they went to back to into farming because they must survive. You understand? But they are they have been they are, they are the ones that have been called to be the, the eyes and the ears of the city. They are the ones that have been called, amen, to go on behalf of God and on behalf of the people. They are they are bridge between the spiritual and the natural realm. All right, when you when you dislodge, when you when you dispossess the priesthood, all right, you dispossess the nation all right when you dis dispossess when you derobe when you destroy the altar amen what 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 you have indirectly done amen is that you have weakened amen the the, the, the voice of the church you have you have paralyzed the authority amen of of you know of the people of god all right and of course that's when jezebel reigns and this is what is going on this is what is going on. So if we are going to see a change, if truly we want to see a change, amen, back into our nation, to our city, and in those various areas that we are believing God for, you know, for a change, be it in, in, the, in the world of economy, business, government, if we want to see change, we have to restore the order. We have to restore the order, all right? The priesthood must walk in accordance to divine order. If the order is not restored, we're praying, our prayer is just waste, all right? Yes, because uh, one of the things that heaven is showing us, amen, is that even the way we pray, amen, has to align, amen, to the apostolic order. I mean, our prayer must reflect, amen, the governmental, uh, you know, uh, uh, intentions of God for the earth. Our prayer must be kingdom-based. Kingdom is order. When we talk about kingdom, kingdom, we can't talk about kingdom without order. One of the first things we see, amen, in, in any kingdom is, is the order, is the order of government, amen, is the order of leadership, is the order of, of how things are administrated. There is no kingdom without order. All right, the order reflects the authority. You see, at the top, all right, in any kingdom, at the top is the king. Remember, I used to say, all right, there is no kingdom without a king. The glory of a kingdom is the king, it is who sits on the throne. The power, amen, of a kingdom, amen, is reflective, amen, in the king. In the king, the, the, if you, you can't talk about a kingdom without talking about, amen, the king who sits on the throne. Because it's the king who sits on the throne that defines the strength of the kingdom, that defines the movement of the kingdom, that defines the economy of the kingdom, that defines the political strength and will of the kingdom. You understand? It is the king who sits on the throne. Amen. Listen to this. The world we live in today cannot understand kingdom principle. 
Because the world we live in today, amen, have been cultured by democratic mindset, by democratic philosophy. All right, people who think democratically, democratic, all right, cannot understand the things of the spirit. All right, if 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 your life, amen, is is built around, amen, the concept of democracy, you cannot understand kingdom. You understand? And these are things that we have to reorientate. The church today has become democratic. And that's why the church has no power. <laughs> we, have, we have noise. We have, we, have, we, have, we have mass. We have all kinds of you know, things going on. We, we're building all kinds of things, but we, have, we, we lack power. We lack influence because we have lost the sense amen, of kingdom life. All right. Jesus did not build his church, amen, on democratic value. He built his church, amen, on kingdom value, meaning, amen, that there is an order, there's an hierarchy, there's a standard, there's a system set in place, amen. You see, when he left, he was not afraid. He was not fidgeting. He was not worried. Oh, my word, these people are going to mess things up. No, because kingdom has been, kingdom has been built into them. See, when you, when you build people on the values of the kingdom, Leave them. They will never fight. They won't quarrel. They will never be sub subordination. No. They will not be seeking to, you know, to, you know, to outdo themselves. They will not be jealous of themselves. You see, people can be talking kingdom, 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 but they are jealous of each other. They fight each other. They're insecure. All right? They are so selfish. They're self-centered. All they, all they want is money, 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 you know, material things. It's not kingdom. They're just talking kingdom. They don't understand. Because in the kingdom order, we one of the first things that we understand, amen, is a pattern and 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 on the and the concept, amen, of life. We understand that. Because that's what kingdom is all about. You see, kingdom is about regiment, it's about standard, it's about value. Alright? There are still certain kingdoms that are, you know, human kingdom, of course, that are still alive. But guess what? The voice of the king carries the day. The voice of the king is order, is law. It's law. But you see, we've introduced idea of democracy. Okay, you can do whatever <laughs> you do whatever you want to do. It doesn't work like that. Even in the democracy, they, are, they still understand that for things to work, they have to live. Amen. They have to live. They have to live in, 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 in certain value standard that defines authority that's why people today amen i are finding the loopholes in democracy you're finding the loopholes in democracy amen to you know to take advantage of the people all right to take advantage of the people so we have to we have to wake up amen that the, the, the minds we have to wake up amen the sleeping church to see and to understand all right you see when when god says husband all right you know love your wife amen <laughs> wife submit to to your husband that is a precedent that's a kingdom precedent being set in place all right the things that god created in the first day they were not created in the third day you see everything has a pattern and order Amen. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Amen. Yes, darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was overing, amen, overing upon, and God said, that is order. God did not speak until the Spirit moved. We saw, amen, order, amen, in, in how, you know, uh, uh, God told Noah to build an ark. Until Noah built the ark, the rain did not come. Noah was ready, the ark was ready. They entered, the rain came. Hallelujah. God is a God of order. Everything in the, in the things of God falls according to order. Precision, order, precision, order, precision. A little here, a little there. Line upon line. Amen. Precept upon precept. You shift the order. Amen. You destroy the pattern. There's no, there's no priesthood. 
Amen. They, they said, according to the order of Melchizedek. There's a priesthood, amen, according to the order of Aaron. There's a priesthood according to the order of Aaron. God, 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 you know, defined it obsolete. Because that thing could not change men. That thing could not change human beings. You read the book of Hebrews, it could not change people. Every year you will have to come and offer sacrifice. You have to come and offer sacrifice. Every year you repeat the same thing. It's become ceremonial. That, 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 that ironic priesthood became ceremonial. You know, ceremony is just what you do. It, do, it doesn't touch your heart. It's like a right. You have to. You have to. You have to perform it. You perform it, and God, if you don't perform it properly, you die. <laughs> so every year, people go through the same motion. God said, "No, no, 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 no. I'm tired of all this thing." God was saying in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah, He said, "He said, He said, He said, when I ask you for sacrifices, do you think I want your, I want your rams, I want to eat your, your, your goats? No, I'm asking for the circumcision of your heart. The children, the children of Israel never got it." They never got it. They thought when God spoke to them that he was speaking about natural things. When he brought them, amen, to Sinai. Sinai was supposed to be a shadow of things to come. Sinai was supposed to be a shadow reflecting a real substance, amen, in Zion. But they could not even relate to Sinai. So how could he bring them to Zion? Are you getting it? We have to change how we think the things of God. We have to change it. It's not really what you do. It is the spirit. It is the attitude. You see. So when we talk kingdom, we talk structure. We talk, amen, value. We talk standard, amen. We talk principle. We talk, amen, uh, 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 protocols, amen. You, you see. We talk submission. Submission. It's not about, amen, you, you just submitting to somebody, amen. It's a principle. It's a, it's a, it's a kingdom order. All right, there is no there is no leadership, there is no government, there is no authority, amen, without submission. Without submission, you've got to submit for things to work. Imagine your boss asks you to do something and you refuse to, 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 to yield, to submit, amen. Listen to this. You have you have challenges, authority, you've challenged his rule, you've challenged his government, amen. It means that you should be ready for the consequence, ever for things to go smoothly in life, even in your own life. If you don't wake up the right time, you need to wake up. If you don't do things, if you don't follow certain rules, regulations, patterns set in place, your life will be chaotic. Some people, all they need in their life is just order. It's not the devil. It's not casting out devil. You, you just need to bring order into their space, into their life. But guess what? Fallen humans don't like order. Have you noticed that God created everything before he finally brought forth the woman? And there's a reason why I brought the woman, amen, from the rib of the man. All of those things speak. You know, when you look into the word of God, you, see, you, you can see a flowing pattern. You just see a flowing pattern. You see a flowing pattern. God doesn't do things without a sense of direction, objective, without, amen. Like I said, God doesn't bless us because he needs to bless us. Ah, you've been praying. You've been praying for five years for financial breakthrough. God finally gave you five. five. No, 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 no. No, it doesn't work like that. God gives you money because there is something he needs you to carry out with the money. God puts a man in your life because there's something, amen. He needs that man to carry out through your life, amen. God puts you as a woman in the life of a man because there is something. Amen. God wants, amen. Yes, you to carry out in the life of everything about God, amen, is designed, amen, by a divine order, divine objective. When you lose, when you remove 
order out of life, what you have is chaos. Chaos. You, you, take, you, take, you take a man out of the life of a child. The child grows up to become rebellious, amen, and, 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 you know, and wayward. It's just, it's just so natural. You know, it's easy to see. It's easy to diagnose the state of South Africa as a nation. It's a fatherless nation. I mean, we know that. That's why there's chaos all over the place. That's why, you know, crime is so rife in this nation. That's why the rate of crime in this nation is very high. Because this is a nation, amen, that lacks, you know, true, true expression of fathers. Not just men. I hope you understand that not all men are fathers. We have men all over the place. Men are the ones committing all this crime, but they are not fathers. If they are fathers, they will, they will not commit crime. If men are fathers, they won't be committing the crime. Come on. Yes. We have women all over the place. But if the women amen, are mothers, they won't be, they won't be struggling amen, uh, uh, to be like their child. They, will, they, will, they won't be playing. They, will, they, they won't bring themselves to, you know, to the position where they want to be a youth like their children. Right? That your child becomes your playmate. That you have no sense of speaking you know, life, direction, and, and order into their child. That you find amen, a mother and a child sitting and smoking together and drinking together just because she suffers insecurity. Now, I don't want to lose my daughter, so you succumb to her. You do what she wants you to do. Come on. You have no sense to speak into the light and say, sit there. This is how it's going to be. No, you're afraid. You're, it's a nation where women are suffering insecurity. Many of the messages we are hearing out there is a cry, amen, for you know for, for 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 notice i want you to, i want people to notice me yes the women in this nation are suffering insecurity and somebody needs to fix that i'm 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 dealing with order i'm dealing with something here all right as 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 men have their own problems so with the women the women of south africa they don't get satisfied no matter no matter how how much you give to them they're never satisfied because what they need is not money but they're forever looking for money, for look, uh, forever trying to, you know, change themselves. So that's why you don't, they don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. Today they are this, tomorrow they are that. You, you understand? Because they think it's all about ex externality. No. The value comes from within. You see, if you don't honor yourself, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't own and value yourself. And man is not going to give you that. Don't you understand that men love to go for a man what they respect, what they, what, what they appreciate, what they see value in it. You know, men are like lions. They like to kill their prey. They want to, they want to have their prey. Like they don't, lions don't just eat dead things. They want to kill their prey. They, 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 they want to see that they, they fought for that thing. They, they got that thing. And I'm saying that in a positive sense. You understand this? If you, if you make yourself so cheap, you, you have no sense of value. You have no sense of dignity. You, are, you know, the, the man calls you to today, your friend, tomorrow you're sleeping with him. And you think that will make the man marry you. <laughs> Listen to this. You just lost your value. You have to know how to carry yourself. You have to know how to look at life amen, and define yourself. Your life is not about sex. Your life is not just about sex. No, your life, amen, is about the concept of what you bring to the table. Your, how you think, how you reason, amen. Read the scripture the Bible talk about, amen. That, that woman, amen, that woman of virtue, amen. Her husband is spoken at the gate. She made the man sit at the gate because of what she did. Read the scripture. Read the scripture. The praise of the, of the man at the gate was because of her. You've got to understand, all right, if we want to change, 
you redefine amen the world if we say we're bringing back the priesthood the priesthood must redefine the state of the nation the priesthood must redefine amen value standard how we think how we reason amen amen what 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 are we looking for what what are we impressing you know yesterday i made a statement to my son he woke up in the morning finished praying but then he went into his his device trying to do something and this word came out of my mouth i said don't do that samuel because education starts with god you wake up in the morning you pray and then you take your bible and read i don't read other things take you read your bible because that's how god wants you to start your day i say education when i said when i made that statement you know it's like a whole new book came came into my brain education starts with god many 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 parents have sent their children to the best they're given you know putting their children in some of the best schools but guess what they've not given that child the education of god the education of the spirit no wonder amen at a point that child gets to be hijacked by the world system then the child comes and tells you that it's no god all this noise making you're making why because you've taken education you've taken education from god all right you, you you've limited education to secular knowledge education begins with god god is the beginner hallelujah, of knowledge knowledge comes from god i told my son no education starts with god when you pray you get you get informed something gets to be infused into your spirit good morning uh, bishop <laughs> nice to have you join us this morning education starts with god we have to, if we want to change, amen, the, the, the present landscape and we want to change tomorrow. We want to change tomorrow. Listen, because what we do right now defines tomorrow. What we do, what I'm saying right now, amen, is a seed for tomorrow's harvest. Education begins with God. Education does not start with mathematics. It doesn't start with, you know, with uh, home science. Education does not start with, you know, biology. You know, education starts with him, Elohim. When you know him, amen, it opens your heart, your life, amen, to know other things. No one knows God, amen, becomes dunce. No one knows God, hallelujah, becomes poor. No one knows God, becomes ignorant. No, no. You know, a lot of people think I've got PhD. I've got all these BSC. No, no, no. I have the, I have the knowledge of God in my life. There's a spirit in man, hallelujah. The inspiration of God in him gives him wisdom. You understand this, friends? We have to build in accordance to divine pattern. It starts with God. God, And that's not some cheap words. That's not just hallelujah, praise God. No, no, no. That is work. When you want to start with God, that is, that is work. You understand? That is work to start with God. Because you've got to start in accordance to the values amen, of, of his counsel for your life. Meaning you need prophetic sight to know what heaven is saying regarding your life, regarding amen, your space, regarding amen, your child. If you have five children, you must know what God is saying regarding each of their life. You can't blanket their life. You cannot blanket their life. You, can't, you, can't, you, you, you cannot give them the same thing. No, it doesn't work like that. Everyone have a tailor-made word from God that you have to imprint into their life. I can't remember if it was uh, uh, John G. Lake. No, it's not John G. Lake. I think it was D.L. Moody. No, no, it's not D.L. Moody. I think it's the guy who wrote the Dick Bible. The Dick, the Dick, Dick, Dick Bible was written by a guy who never went to school. But guess what? His wife taught him how to read and write in the house. But he was a man of God. 
By the time this guy was finished, the Dick Bible is one of the most, when you talk about one of the most resourceful, comprehensive Bible resource material. I used to have one. You see, the wife taught him how to read and write. But this guy, oh, his entire life is full of heaven. Highly intelligent. You see, there are things we've got to understand. Values, priorities, we've got to set. If we're going to claim, if we're going to reclaim the world, the world, like I told you a few days ago, the devil we're dealing with, all right, has prepared the third generation. This devil has prepared the third generation in case the second generation fail. The third one, amen, will not, will not fail. That's how, that is how, you know, far, you know, we're, we, you know, we're, we're, we're dealing with the, the, the activities of darkness. This is, we're dealing with a systemic darkness. We're dealing with a philosophical darkness. We're dealing with, amen, a psychological darkness. So don't just play around, be joking around. What you teach your children, how you teach your children, all of these things matters. How? Because listen to this: how they are going to grow will define, amen, the next, the next order of life, the next, amen, you know, concept of society. Yes, yes, we we are the product, amen, of our fathers. We are the product of our fathers and mothers. This is the reason why I'm dealing with many of the things that I'm dealing with, particularly regarding the church. The church has been messed up, amen, because many of the people who, who mirrored God to us, amen, kind, kind of took a detour. They took a detour. And what you're seeing today, all right, right now, are people who, 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 who never really have a desire. They don't have a passion, a longing for the things of God. Why? Because what they have seen. Those who they call fathers, those who they call mothers and parents in the things of the spirit are people who are just pursuing material things, financial things, and, you know, talking about building things and here and there and there, but I'm not talking about value. That's why I said to us a few days ago, build values in your children. Don't worship their beauty or their intelligence. You build value in them. We need to go back to some of these things. In fact, we need to go back to all of these things. If we're going to move forward, we have to come. We have to start from a position, amen, of redefining amen our value and therefore we need amen to recalibrate our vision our sense of vision must be recalibrated all right we cannot go in this strength you want to advance amen and go fight goliath amen with the robe of of of, of you know of saul you're gonna be defeated you're gonna be defeated so God is derobing us and is bringing us back to a place amen of divine standard of divine pattern God is saying hey <laughs> You've missed the pattern. You've missed the direction. Come back. Let me show you what it takes to defeat this Goliath. Let me show you what it takes to defeat the Philistine. There's a Philistine. It may be for us. And it seems as if right now that we've been, we've been trapped. We've been encaged. Even, even the king doesn't know what to do. So if you're going to fight, you better know that you're connected to heaven. If you're going to defeat the Philistine, if you're ever going to engage Goliath, you better know that you've heard the voice of God. You better be sure that heaven, amen, is the one leading you and giving you direction. You better know that you have received instructions from heaven. Because what would defeat the activities of the earth must, will not come from the earth. It must come from above. That which is from above is above all, the scripture says. There is a man that we belong to. Amen. The Bible talk, Bible talk about this man. He comes from above. The first man was from the earth. The second man, the last Adam, is from above. Now, now I'm getting myself excited. Because this is one area I love to talk about. You understand? There is a man that is of the earth. But the second man is not of the earth. The second man is not of the dust. 
The second man who is not of the dust is from above. And he that is from above, amen, is above all. There's a glory of the earth. There is a glory that comes from above. Every dimension of glory, amen, are taking their stage and taking their state now and walking in alignment to, amen, the divine order and standard of God. It's time to understand the order according to the order of Melchizedek, a king priest. A king priest, amen, he has an earthly lineage that cannot be traced, but his entire life is a reflection of the heavenly order. Can we, can we, can we understand this, friends? Can we surrender to this truth? Can we allow the Lord, amen, to, to bring us to this concept of life? If we are ever going to face, amen, what is out there, we cannot go in our own strength. No, we cannot go in the knowledge of the past. We have to believe God, amen, to lead us again, amen, into the pathway that he has ordained and designed for this issue that we are faced with. So this is not zeal, amen, running with zeal without knowledge. The zeal must accompany knowledge. The knowledge must accompany, amen, the zeal. Both must work hand in hand. Zeal and knowledge, amen. Jesus said the zeal of my father's house has consumed me. Why? Because he was the expression of knowledge. The, the knowledge needed the zeal to move, all right? It's not enough to have knowledge. That's why I keep telling my apostolic friends, all right, all my apostolic friends, I want to talk about knowledge. We talk about knowledge and revelation, and all of that is good. But if there's no zeal, amen, to mingle that knowledge with, you're just as, you know, any other, you know, school teacher out there. <laughs> you understand? We, 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 we want to walk, amen, in zeal that is, that is, that is knitted, that is knitted, amen, in, in the knowledge of the Holy One, the ascended knowledge. So let's understand the movement of God, the movement of the Spirit, the directions of the Spirit, the instructions of the Spirit. When we look, when we look at things, let's not be, you know, a, a reactive, you know, and and you know, a, a, and and you know, yes, that's the word. Let's not be reactive. We have to think and look at things and see them. There, Amen. The directions and the instructions of the Spirit is called strategy. The directions and instructions of the Spirit, amen, are strategy, amen, of engagement. We need it. But we cannot do that, amen, with, with, with mixed mix, mix, mix value system. Like I said, you know, no, if you're thinking democratic, you will never understand the operations of kingdom life. And therefore, you'll never be able to walk. I told you, this is the reason why the church today is weak. This is the reason to, today the church, amen, is, you know, we just do our own thing. Pep talk, you know, all we do in church is pep talk, pep talk. You just motivate the people, you steer the people, motivate them. You know, <laughs> this thing is not gonna, this is not gonna cut it. This, this this devil you're dealing with, this power, this evil spirit that we're dealing with, this satanic high places that have been set all across the spheres of of human life, will will we'll never succumb, will never bow, amen, to what we're hearing. It's not gonna work. The zeal of God, the fear of God. The authority of God must come back, but all of that must follow, amen, the divine order and, and pattern of rebuilding the altar, amen, and, and rebuilding, amen, the, the, the concept of the priesthood. All of, all of the, you know, regalia, you know, when I talk about regalia, I'm, I'm just using that symbolic. All of the garments, amen, that is required, the ephod, amen, the, all of the things that the priest must wear. All those, all those things symbolize a quality of life, amen, that we must wear, 
in order to stand in that authority. See, when you see a full-dressed amen, priest back in those days, you know, in the in the Old Testament, when the priest is fully dressed, I mean, he's a reflection of honor. He's a reflection, you know, of authority. He's a reflection, amen, of, you know, of the, of the government of God on earth. I mean, that, that, that dressing of Aaron is an elaborate dressing. When Aaron is fully dressed in his full regalia as a priest and his cap, you know, and all these things, you, you see the stones and you see all the, all the embroidery, all of that are reflections symbolic of the heavenly order, the government of God. Now, we don't wear all of that now, but all that has become a reality in Christ. Position of our, you know, of, of, our, of our connection to heaven and to the earth. Six stones here. Six here. Twelve stones. All right. And these are not just ordinary stones. These are these are these these are the these are the most precious stones you can find. All inscribed to symbolize, amen, the, the ministry of the priesthood. And imagine all of that was stripped. By a woman called Jezebel, she stripped that. She 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 destroyed every destroyed the temple, destroyed the altar. But God is restoring the priesthood, and we must understand the order, the pattern, the way God is restoring. Amen. This thing, because honor is coming back to church. The honor of God, Amen, is coming back to the church, and the honor of the church, Amen, will be. In accordance to the reflection of the honor of God. So as we allow the Lord, amen, to, to bring us to this concept of truth. As we allow the spirit of God to help us to understand what is required of us in this new day. We'll have to really submit. I want to show you something quickly. Thank you, Father. Just want to quickly show you. This was what I wanted to, you know, show us yesterday morning. In First uh, uh, Kings eighteen, I want I want you to see. You see, when you read scripture with this mindset that we've been talking about, you begin to see that everything in God falls in a kind of a pattern, in a kind of an order. Even the days, the dates, all of those things. There's nothing that is just, you know, dangling and living by its own self. No, everything is interconnected. Look at 1 Kings 18 verse 1 says, After a long time, in the third year, we know the third year, the third year is the day of the Lord, right? Yes. He's saying the third day, amen, he will heal us. In the third day, amen, the third day is a day of healing, it's a day of restoration. It's a day, amen, of, of, of God coming to a place. It's a day, amen, of, of resurrection. The third day, the third year. You see, I'm not just dealing with numerology. I'm, I'm, but I'm showing us something very important here. That there is nothing about the things of the spirit or the things of God, amen, that are just, you know, left there. No, everything, if you, if you will search properly, if you will probe properly, you will see the connection. After a long time, in the third year of the drought, the word of the Lord, amen, came to Elijah. Go present yourself to Ahab. 
go present yourself to Ahab. You see, are you seeing that? We must know that the, the day where we must present ourselves, amen, to the powers of darkness, to the works of the enemy, is the third year, is the third day. Because the, the, the third day is what? Is the day of resurrection. Yes, you understand what I'm talking about. You got it. Because amen, the, the third day is the, is, the, is the day of the Lord, amen. Is what is called, amen, the day of resurrection. That is what is called the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord is the day of resurrection. The day of the Lord is the day of his power. Is the day of his coming. You see, everything has to be done in accordance to precision. Order leads to precision. If you understand the order, you see, there's a time where you think you're ready, but you're not ready. But if you're ready, then it's the third day. That sense of readiness tell you is the third day because there's a strength comes to you. You see, in the third day, the Bible says the, the spirit of the Lord, amen, went into the tomb. <laughs> that, which, that which was dead came back to life. Are you getting the point? Are you getting the point that I'm making? This is the third day. The third day, amen, is the last day. Is the day, amen, that defines to us. Just like the fourth day, amen, is like the is a is a day of beginning, is a day of is a day of speaking to the four orders of the earth, is a day, amen, of dealing with amen government. But you cannot deal with government, amen, in the fourth in the fourth day, hallelujah, without the power of resurrection. Are you seeing the pattern? Are you are you are you following what I'm talking about, friends? So, so the Bible says, amen, after a long time, in the third year of the drought, yes, we face droughts, spiritual drought, amen, prophetic drought, financial drought, all kinds, drought of, of, of truth, drought of grace, you know, drought of prosperity, of deliverance, all kinds of things that defines drought, amen, we face all of that. Drought is a reflection of what? Of judgment, yes. Drought is a reflection, of course. When, 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 when drought was sent, amen, it was sent to judge the spirit of Baal. It was sent to, to, to judge the economic force system that the people, amen, are bowing to, are worshipping. Yes. That was why God said to Elijah, shut the heavens. Because God, amen, wanted to prove that there's an economy that overrule, that supersedes, amen, the economic system of Baal. The economic system of the bull worship, of the Baal worship, of the bull worship. Are you getting this? Yes. In the third year, amen, after the drought, the word of the Lord came. Now God, God's word has been coming to us. I mean, think of all this, all the, the Lord has been proclaiming and declaring to us for the past few months now. It's amazing how the word of God is just flowing and coming. And everything is falling in line. You see, these are not just any kind of words. You know, you don't just wake up in the morning and say, oh, what am I going to preach this morning? No, <laughs> what, what? no, no, no. There's a flow. And that's because those words, amen, are setting things back in order. Those words are coming in sequence. Those words are coming in prophetic, you know, frequency. Those words are coming to engage something. Those words are aligning something in our heart. Those words, amen, are changing something within our value, within our structure. Those words are reforming words. These are reformational words. These are reformational words. We are being reformed, amen. And as we get reformed, our environment, society, city, nation also is being reformed because we are the extension, amen, of the transformation of our, of our space, amen. Our space don't get reformed or transformed without, amen, the, 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 the use, without the instrument of people, yes. 
as it is in the in the in the in the positive, so it is, it is, it is in the in the negative. All right. If the devil is gonna do something somewhere, he needs somebody to be present for, for, for you know to, you know to believe him to use him. You understand? If God is gonna do something, you men are the gateway to the earth. The Bible says, because of you, you pollute the earth. If the earth gets to be polluted, it's because you have polluted men there. That's why God got angry, amen, with the people of the days of Noah. Because those people allow, amen, fallen angels, fallen beings called sons of God, amen, to invade the earth. They had no voice to challenge them and say, no, we don't want you guys. The Bible says the sons of the sons of God saw the daughters of men as fair as beautiful, and they went to them and took them as a wife. The question I used to ask is, where were the men? The Bible never said anything that they fought back, that they took their place. When you talk about amen, absentee fathers, when you talk about a society, amen, that men, amen, do not know their position and place. That's it. Because we're not talking about physique here. We're talking about people who have spiritual connection, who can say, no, we refuse this thing in our, in our realm. We refuse this thing. We challenge this spirit in our, in, our, in our domain. You will not rule over here. Listen to this. When the demonic, when demonic oppression, demonic activity is taking place in in a in a in a in a city in a nation in a in a realm you understand is because there are no priests there are no men there are no people or a position or a, to find those those things does it simple it's just simple as that Right? The degree of wickedness that we're seeing today all right, shows how effective amen, our churches are. Shows how effective amen, our ministry Some people may disagree with me, but that's just a reality. Come on. Yes. If, if, if you see change taking place in, in a society, change doesn't just happen because, well, suddenly there's a change. No, change happens because there's an enforcement of change. Change happens because there's an enforcement. If you want to see how far we have done in terms of changing society, you go visit uh, the, the, you know, the prison. You go to the prison houses. Go, go to the prison institution. You go see. Go see. Go see the number of children that are being, you know, that are that are being killed every day. Go see the number of women that are being murdered every day. That's how you know. Don't look at the number of people in the church. No, 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 no. You cannot, you cannot use the number of people going to church to define our impact in society. If you want to know our impact in society, go to, you know, go go to the uh, to the statistics, you know, institutions. Go there and say how many people get to die every day. How many people amen, get to die of drugs? How many people get to die of of you know of knife knife fighting? How many people get to be killed every day? Then you will know how far we're we're doing. Come on. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's how you get to know that's how you know if indeed you are making impact or not how many people in your street all right, are, are getting captured by the, the path of darkness or how many people are getting transformed don't look at the number of people all right, that are leaving one church to another look at the number of people amen. new number of people that are getting saved every day that's how you know if we're, if we're walking all right. What we see today is people running from one church. Okay, I don't like this pastor, so you leave that church. You go to another church. Well, I don't like that bishop. You go, you leave that bishop. You go. Out, oh, there's a new apostle in town. Oh yeah, no, there's a new church that's just starting. All right, <laughs> we're just rotating. We're rotating the people. That's why after a while they don't like what you say. I mean, they leave. They go to somewhere else. No. If you want to know if we're making impact, look at the new set of people that are getting changed, raw, raw sinners that are getting converted. That's how you know if we're working. How many people are you, are you talking to about Christ? No, we don't. They, they, they tell you, don't do that. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Come on. 
let, let me not go too far. The Bible says, after a long time, the third year, amen, of the drought, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go and present yourself to Ahab. Go present yourself to Ahab. Present yourself. Remember, God is the one who told him, go present yourself to Ahab. A time is going to come, friends. We'll be asked to go present ourselves to Ahab. Remember, Ahab is an illegitimate authority. Ahab is an illegitimate authority. He's there. Ahab, amen, has married a woman by the name Jezebel. Jezebel, amen, she's a priestess. She's a priestess, amen, in the altar of Baal. Jezebel is a powerful force. Jezebel is a spirit that wants to destroy the things of God. Jezebel has a mission to destroy the altar, to destroy the life, the livelihood of the people, amen, to, you know, to, to, you know, to, to impoverish the people, to imprison the people. Jezebel, amen, wants to evangelize the nation of Israel, amen, and turn them to idol worshippers, bow worshippers, and she almost succeeded. You know, to kill Jezebel, you need a Jehu. But you need first an Elijah that will anoint a Jehu. <laughs> are you seeing the sequence? Are you getting? Because I tell you, it's not an easy thing to confront Jezebel. You, 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 go, you need to go back and listen to those teachings we did on Jezebel. You can see it's a whole series of teaching. This is not just some hallelujah, praise God, hit it here and hit it there and you run away. No. You're dealing with a power. You're dealing with a system. You're dealing with a governmental system. A, you know, a dark our system, a force. Ignore Jezebel to your detriment. Ignore Jezebel to your detriment. I hope you understand that Jezebel is not just a woman. <laughs> Those who think Jezebel is a woman, you made a mistake. Jezebel is a powerful, powerful spirit, all right, that uses the power of feminism to establish idolatry in the land. Two different things. Jezebel knew how to use, you know, a power as a woman. There's a, there's a power that the woman has that compel, that make things happen, that can bend the hand of kings. You understand? To establish our own, you know, order in the land. So we, 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 when we talk about Jezebel, we're not. I'm not talking about a woman. I'm talking about the system, a spirit. I'm talking about a hierarchy, amen, you know, a, a, a priest spirit that can bring spiritual things and make them, make them happen in the natural human realm. God said, go confront Ahab. Listen to the next word. And I will send rain. And I will send rain upon the face of the earth. I like this. I'm not sure if I told you this, that Jezebel, if it, confronting Jezebel means amen, engaging amen, a global spirit. If you're confronting Jezebel, if you're confronting Ahab, amen, this, this two order represent amen, a powerful spiritual force that amen, impacts the economic, the political, and the spiritual sphere of human life. All right? God says, and I will send rain. So when God judged Jezebel, this drought was not just, you know, limited to a location. It was a global drought. Listen to this. And I will send rain upon the face of the earth. It didn't say I will send rain back to Israel, to Jerusalem. 
<laughs> I will upon the face of the earth. So you're dealing with, amen, a powerful governmental apostolic principle, amen, in changing the face of the earth. So we have, we've been dealing with something very important that we need to look at, we need to carefully consider that we don't just, you know, look at them on the face value and dismiss this principle. This is not a principle you want to dismiss. You want to look deep into this thing. When you begin to confront Jezebel, you're dealing with a powerful governmental amen, spirit. And you need amen, a kingdom apostolic-based authority to be able to uproot amen, the spirit of Because Jezebel influences every aspect of human life. Jezebel is not a woman in a short miniskirt. That could be part of it. But it's not that. Because back in those days when you teach Jezebel, they say Jezebel is the woman with the lipstick and the shirt. No, the fact that she dressed herself when Jehu was coming, yes, that was to compel Jehu. You know, Jehu. That was to try to entice Jehu. You know, but guess what? Jehu wasn't even looking at a lipstick or if she has one or, you know, looking at a mini skirt. No, Jehu was too, was too, was too zealous for God. <laughs> So, so that idea of Jezebel, you know, having you know, a mini skirt and a lipstick never worked because there's never a place, all right, where they say Jezebel compelled somebody to sleep with her. We never saw in the scripture that Jezebel slept with any man, but Jezebel compelled men, amen, to succumb, to obey, to flow. But she never slept with any, anybody sexually, no. So that is debunked. There's no place in the scripture where the Bible says Jezebel slept with another man. It's an enticing spirit. An enticement does not is not limited, amen, to 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 you know to to, to sex. Seduction is not limited to, to you know to just to sex. You've got to understand. You see, if we're gonna deal with this thing, we we must move away from the old narrative. Is there locked in our mind? We've got to get rid of that mindset. So when we say we're dealing with Jezebel, you know you're dealing with a governmental you know personality. I say ignore Jezebel to your detriment, church. Jezebel will influence you, will make you do things that you don't want to do, will compel you. That's why today, the church today is weak. Why? <laughs> we read it in the scripture in the book of Revelation. It said, in the church of Thyatira, it said, you've allowed that woman Jezebel who calls herself prophetess. You've allowed her into your church. That was the sin of the Thyatiran church. That was the sin of the church of Thyatira. They allow, they allow it. They give her. You see, when you give, when you give, you know, authority, you give, excuse me, when you give, you know, a leeway, you give an open door, amen, to a spirit, you empower that spirit to rule. The church of Thyatira allowed, allowed, when you allow Jezebel into a city, into a nation, via legitimate, that's why, you see, it's important that we understand this, friends. It's important we understand this, friends. Jezebel always come through the legal door. Even though our plan, amen, is diabolical. That's why we need to be very careful who we appoint. We say politics, all right? I keep saying, you know, politician, oh, so, yeah, we appoint that man. What do we know about that man? Because that man, you appoint that man, he becomes a gate to other spirits that we don't know of. You appoint that person. You, you invite that person to your house. You invite that, man, that preacher to your house. That man comes with another spirit. Yes, the, the man can preach. 
Lord, this guy can, can talk. Ah, this one can lead us, can deliver you know, us from you know, the poverty that we're suffering. So you appoint him. You know, that's the issue, that's the issue of you know, democracy. You say, well, the people carries the vote. When you have blind people appointing a man, somebody who has a diabolic you know, agenda, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen? Oh, no, no. We know this man. Oh, no, no, this man. Do you really know the man? Do you really know that person? Do you really know that person? Because, listen, humans, I told us this before. Humans are gateway. They are doorways into our space, into our life. It's not just about the person. It's about what they are bringing. You see, when you come into my life, you come into certain, certain dimensions, certain doorways, certain, you know, Jesus said in my father's house, there are many rooms, many mansions. Yes, we are all dimensions amen, of the expressions of that which we don't see. When you come into people's life, you come into their fear, you come into their doubt, you come into their poverty, you come into their insecurity, you come into their God knows what, all right? Whatever they are suffering from, you come into that. Yes, people are gateway. So sometimes when you meet certain people, you wonder, yes. How come I'm connecting with all this? You're feeling this. As it is in the natural, so it is in the, in the, in the spiritual. As it is, positively, so is it. You meet certain people, sudden, suddenly you feel happy. You feel, yes, I can do it. I can get it. Yes. You, you, your sense of confidence is boost. Yeah. I can, yes. You, that, you just meet, you meet people. You just meet people. You just feel like you can take the world. You know? Yes. You meet people and say, no, that, that book you want to write, you go ahead. In fact, I'm going to push you to write that book. But still you meet certain people, the things you want to do, your, your passion, your, your, your dreams, your desire suddenly begins to die. It's like a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's like a light <laughs> right? that starts getting dim. You just wonder, you just wonder, I don't have passion to pray again. I don't have the desire. No, you met somebody. Because people are doorways. They are gateways. People are portals into dimensions that you don't know. Air up top, all right. He thought he was just he was just marrying a woman. No, he didn't know that he was marrying a man, a doorway that will open the entire nation to the worship of Baal. One man. One man opened the entire nation to the worship of Baal by marrying a woman. That's why the scripture warned us carefully about who to marry. Marriage is about entering covenant. Marriage, amen, is about entering covenant, it's beyond sex. Is what that sex produces. Is the legacy that you're going to have from the seed. Amen. Of that. Yes, I do. You've got to. We have to understand all of this. If you never met the right person that connects to the vision, grace, and the call of God upon your life, stay single. You say, what do you say? I say, stay single. You don't want to begin to think of the impact of wrong relationship, wrong alignment, wrong connection. You don't want to. You don't want. You don't want to begin to imagine the impact. Your life will be a nightmare. Your your entire life will be a nightmare. People are gateway. Ahab should have understood. Ahab should have understood what he was doing. He opened the entire nation. He said, they say, you allowed that woman. You allowed. That's, that's the word of the Lord. You read it. We are, we've done a whole series. Please go back to those teachings we did on Jezebel. You will see it there. 
you allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself. You see, she's self-appointed. She's self-appointed, but she connected a man to a legitimate king who is blind, who is weak. The Bible says, who is blind but my prophets? Who is blind? God was asking the question, who is blind but my prophet? You see? That's what I was saying yesterday. When God begins to speak like this, and God begins to proclaim this kind of voice, and we become sentimental, we become nationalistic, you can't talk about South Africa like that. You can't talk about America like that. You can't talk about my country like that. You are the most blind person on earth. Because you are, you are not seeing what God is doing. When in the day where God says, rise up and strike, and you refuse to strike, you will be slain, and you'll be eaten up by a lion. So allow me, amen, to function in my prophetic call, my prophetic grace. Let me speak. Let the word of God go sharp and cut through. Because that's what that's the mission of the word of God. Amen. It's a double-edged sword. It, only the word of God allow us to discern what is error, amen, from what is true. Only the word of God, only the sharpness of the word of God allow us to know what is, what is holy from what is profane. Only the word of God allow us to identify what is corrupt, amen, from that to which, amen, is accepted before the presence of God. Only the word of God. And listen to this. It's not just about hallelujah, the Bible says. No, the word of God must come. Amen. As an express revelation of what the Father is proclaiming and declaring. Thus hear the Lord. Hallelujah. So God said, the word of God came. Go present yourself to Ahab. And I will, this is the promise, and I will send rain upon the face of the earth. This is after coming out of the ark. This is after, amen. The judgment of God, amen, has been proclaimed and declared in the land. This is God, amen, bringing order, restoration. This is God trying to reset things. We talk about reset, when a day of reset. This is God resetting things. God said, okay, it's time for reset. It's time for redress. But Elijah, you have to go and confront Ahab. When God wants to judge evil kings, evil leaders, God raises a prophet, hallelujah, to go confront them. When God wants to judge, you know, you know, wicked, un ungodly, amen, corrupt system, God raises, God raises a prophetic company of people. The people, amen, whose foreheads are strong, no matter what you do, no matter how you, you, you try to stone them, they will come back and proclaim and declare. They are not afraid. They are not afraid of rejection, you see. A prophetic people are not afraid of being rejected because they know they speak on behalf of God. Prophetic people are not insecure. Prophetic people are not afraid. They are not double-minded. They are not sentimental. They are not tied and bound, amen, to you know, to to the umbilical cord of their of their of their human identity. No, they are not. They are, they are not disenfranchised by either being a man or a woman. No, they stand in the authority of God and they speak, amen, the dabar of God. They are not jittery. 
They are not afraid of personality while they honor and respect people. But they are not afraid to point finger and say, Thou seer the Lord. Prophetic people, hallelujah. They are not afraid that tomorrow they won't get food to eat. They know how to live on wild honey, amen, and locusts, hallelujah. They are, they are not seeking for, you know, a nice robe. If you want a nice robe, you go to the palace and find them. Prophetic people are sent to the palace. When God sent a prophetic one, amen, to speak in the palace, he does not mix his word. He does not, you know, minds his word. He speaks, she speaks, hallelujah. Does she have the Lord? Because prophetic people are not afraid of whom they are sent to. They are afraid of the one who sent them. Prophetic people want to see a change in the spiritual atmosphere that they have been called, that they've been assigned. They govern, they speak, they release the Daba of God. They proclaim the word of the Lord. They are the light that shines in the midst of darkness. They are the voice of God breaking the cedars of Babylon. They are the one proclaiming. Their word is like a double-edged sword. It pierces, it divides asunder, it separates. When prophetic people speak, it separates the best of friends. Because it sets value between them. When prophetic people speak, it brings order into a place of disorderliness. When prophetic people speak, that which is hidden is brought to light. It's not hidden. If God is going to change our nation, God must raise a prophetic company of people. And this is what God is doing in this new day. I'm here to steer a prophetic company. Not people just call themselves prophets not just who, who just proclaim we are prophetic no 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 i'm talking about a genuine prophetic company of people we're releasing the seed of this spirit all across southern africa from namibia to zimbabwe from zimbabwe you know to botswana to south africa yes we're declaring that this is the day of the Lord. All across Zambia, we're releasing, amen, the word of the Lord to Botswana. Let the word of God go forth out of this place and transform this, the sphere, the word of the Lord. We're releasing it. It's a prophetic day. It's a day of confrontation. Go and confront Go present yourself to Ahab. Ahab is a king. Ahab is a leader. A weak leader. A compromised leader. A false leader. A leadership who has been derobed by his own wife. A leader that has lost his sense of authority. A leader that is always complaining and blaming the past. Blaming apartheid while things are not working. A leader who has no sense of, of, of crafting and building a future. A leader that have been compromised. If we're going to see a change in the land, Elijah must be sent. God said, before the dreadful day of the Lord, I told you the day of the Lord, amen, is the third day. He said, I will send, I will send, who? Prophet Elijah, yes. As he confronts Jezebel and Ahab, what mission Elijah is going to do? He's going to turn the hearts of the sons to the fathers. The hearts of the sons back to the, fa back to the fathers. Because it's from these two order that the things of God work effectively in the earth. 
God does not walk in a in a in a in an atmosphere in a home where there is disorderliness and there is disunity and there is no love in the home. God says, "I will turn the hearts of the sons back to the fathers." I will, because this is what Jezebel does. Jezebel rules by division, divide and rule them. That is the seed that apartheid left is still there. There's any nation that is that is that is divided. If there's any nation that we can talk about that is so divided, it's South Africa. We can lie to ourselves. You don't have to accept it, but it's just the truth. The spirit of division is a reflection of the manifestation of Jezebel. But when we begin to see, you cannot talk about, listen to this, we cannot talk about the restoration of fathers. We say, oh, South Africa, yes, uh, is a nation suffering you know, uh, from you know, a, a fatherless you know, a, a issue. But guess what? We cannot talk about the restoration of fathers without strong governmental apostolic spirits like that of Elijah. <laughs> you see, restoring father is not a weak thing. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not for wimps. It's not for, you know, who are you? They don't know even know. You know, have you seen how, you know, this nation have turned some of the men rising up. They've turned, in fact, if you speak too much, they will tell you, you're not, you're not gender sensitive. Be quiet. M many of the men have been incarcerated. They've been turned to, they've, they've been, they've been turned to Enoch's. They have no sense of producing voice and releasing the, the things of God in the earth. No, because, you know. It's, it's time for women. No, it's not time for women. It's time for the order of God. When the order of God comes, both the man, the woman, the children will be restored. But all of this can only be done under the auspice of a powerful governmental spirit called Elijah. He brings order. Remember, we began with that. If there's no order in the land, there's no restoration. So it's not about women. If women think they can rule this nation, they make a big mistake. If, if you allow that spirit of Jezebel promoting, you know, f you know, f f Feminism. It's feminism that creates, you know, feminism. If you, you've got to understand, no, no, no. You cannot live life successfully without the order, without the restoration, amen, of a true man in our life. No, no, it's not going to work. We're going to have chaos. We're going, we are all going to turn to, you know, what we're seeing happening in Europe. Have you seen Europe? Have you seen how, the, how, how weak today Europe has become? You see, it's in, it's in this issue of not standing for truth, not standing for what God wants. Amen. It's, it's the issue of passing laws that continue to weaken men, continue to weaken men. Islam penetrates Europe. Al-Qaeda penetrates you. Today, Europe is the, is the weakest. You may say they have money. But when you talk about, you know, men standing, they are the weakest. Sweden, you see, just go check statistics. See how many men committing suicide every day. Young boys dying. Why? Because you've derobed the men. You've take you've take their manhood. That's why it's coming to South Africa in the name of you know. Tr you, you see, you cannot use one extreme crime to solve another extreme crime. When you strip men of their values, of their identity, in the name of recognizing women, you've not solved the problem. In fact, you have created more problem. Oh, come on. I love when God speaks like this. <laughs> the issue is not about who is in control, who is in charge. We need to follow the divine order and pattern. Every society understands that. All right? If it's not working, if, if a system, if an organization is not working, who did they go to blame? They blame the leadership. 
when there's problem in Eskom, who did, they, they were looking for, you know, you know, the, 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 the leaders to sack. They sack them. You sack them. You can't say because there's a problem, everything. No, 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 no. You go for those in authority. Why do they recognize authority in a place? And then you don't want to recognize authority in other places. You want to recognize authority, amen, in system, but you don't want to understand and recognize authority in the home. Isn't that the home that defines what goes on in Eskom? If the man is, is, is allowed to live life and is governing you know, effectively in his house, that's what the Bible says, amen. Don't put a novice, don't put one who cannot govern his house, amen, to govern the church. The church is not just a place of fellowship. The church is also a reflection, amen, of the, of the office place, of your business. A man that has lost his position at manhood at home can never be an effective boss, can never be an effective leader in his workplace. Today, the world system are catching up. They are realizing that everything is interconnected. You, you don't have a work life, a home life. They are realizing both the, both the home life and the work life space are all the same. Yes, see, they, are, they are realizing this. They are realizing it. Do you, know, do you know how much the, the, the workplace are making right now by people working from home? Many companies are in their best, they are in their best days. Financially. Why? Because they are, they are, they are, they are, they are, their people are working from home. And they are realizing, wow, this thing works. Yes. You just need to give them the right space, give them the right tools. Because what they do at work is the same thing they are going to do in the, in the house. And they will even do better. <laughs> may the church wake up the business begins from home the leadership begins from home you see if you, if you, if you want to know an effective leader go look at his household if you want to know an effective leader in, in, in the space of politics amen, look, look at his household if you, can, if you can really, you know, identify the state of a house of a person, you will know how effective that person is going to be. A man who is forever fighting, the wife is forever fighting him at home. You know, the moment he comes home, he's war, fire on the mountain. They're looking. He can never be productive. At the end of the day, he'll be sleeping with his secretary. He'll be sleeping with his, his God knows what. Yes. So, so, so let's, let's speak the truth. Let's, let's stop lying to ourselves. That's why they see the work as a place of escape. When you derob, when you, when you take up the position of work from a man, you have destroyed him. That's why the man gets angry. Like, let, me, let me speak to the government. Let them understand this. You want to fix the problem of men in this nation. First of all, give them work. Because it's not just about bringing money home that matters to the man. The fact that he can play his role as one that can supply, that can produce, that can give things down. You see, men are designed to be producers. They are the givers of seed. <laughs> let, me, let me say this and I'll be, I'll be done. They are the givers of seed. Seed is not just about sex. It's not just about giving birth to no, no. The fact that they can give seed seed is giving vision it's giving direction it's saying this is you see the woman was designed to help meet the seed to help meet something god gave the man to do you see men are by, by default are, are carriers of vision you strip a man of that you've destroyed his life he has nothing to live for 
Even if, even if you're giving him money, he doesn't want the money. He wants a sense of dignity. He wants a sense that he's going out, he's coming home, he's doing something. He, want, he wants to be able to do something with his hand. He wants to be able to carry out something. He wants to be able to give life to something. He want, that's the man. You see, we don't even know the man, and yet you want to kill the man. Then you see the man getting aggressive. You wonder why is he getting aggressive. No, you've, you've destroyed the order. You've changed the pattern. You've turned him to something that he's not. You see? And not just give him a walk. You've got to ask him, what do you want? What, what comes naturally to you? Let the man get that kind of a thing. Listen, he would treat his wife like, like the queen. All of this, we have to fix it. You have to fix it. The gift of a man starts from his sense of identity. A woman by, by default, a woman, by the way God designed a woman, she's an help meet. When a woman can find a place to help a man hush, bring forth his vision, his desire. Ha. You've given the woman the entire world. That's a true woman. I'm not talking about a woman that is trying to compete. When, when, a, when, when a woman says, is this what you want to do? That's what I want to do. Can I help you make this happen? You say, go ahead. And he, he, he makes sure that that thing happens. A woman will go to any length to make sure. You see, women are, are best readers of vision. That's the assignment. You see, you've got to understand how, how the author of life designed life. That's what we're dealing with here. Because we're talking about order. You see. We can't be hallelujah, praise God, we're going to church. This is church. I'm showing you a divine pattern here. When you say a woman is a keeper of home, it's not, it doesn't mean that she, she loves to stay in the kitchen. No, no. What that means is the expressions of her life is to fix things, is to put things in place. You see, she's an administrator. You know, by design, women are administrator. <laughs> oh, Lord, help me. You know, a nation that have a woman as the minister of finance will be a prosperous nation. They are, they are born administrator. It's a gift. Don't you understand? Administration is not just something you go learn in, in Harvard Business School. No. Administration is a spirit. It's a gift. It's there in the scripture. That doesn't mean that women cannot bad things, cannot ash things. No. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying women cannot have vision. I never said that. But I'm saying who they are by design. You see, these are things that they don't want us to touch. You can't, who, who permits you to talk about these things? No, we will talk about them because those are the things that defines the foundation of our movement in the earth. That defines, amen, our influence, our relevancy in the earth. This is what Babylon is trying to stop people from doing. This is why, amen, you find the issues of Jezebel, you understand, re rearing an ugly head all across the land. If we understand this, you see, there's no quarrel. God never made the two to fight together. No, they were designed to complement each other. It's the pattern of God. 
We cannot understand church without understanding marriage. We cannot understand marriage without understanding the church. And we cannot understand the two without understanding the principle, amen, of Trinity. It's the desire of God. It's the design of God. Yes, it's the spirit, soul, and body. <laughs> oh, Jesus, help us. There are certain things, no matter how wealthy, how influential you are as a woman, if you're, not, if you're not seeking to meet the need and fulfill the need, help somebody fulfill his or her need, you will not find fulfillment. And if you deprive a man from being able to dream and being able to create things and pick things and see things and birth things, so when the man is quiet, don't go every time troubling him. What's going on with you? Nothing's going on with him. He's thinking. Because that's how he's been designed. Why are you not talking? It's not designed to be talking all the time. No, you want somebody to be talking to you all the time. The, the only time the man talks is because he speaks something. There's something he needs to do. There's something he's just here. By design, men are quick to pick heaven. They are quick to pick the signal of heaven. You know, this is the first thing that, I, that uh, you know, Noah did, you know, and they came out of the ark. The first thing, he, he connected, he, he, he said, get me the line, get me the line, let's fix the network. <laughs> they build, they build the what? They build the, the altar. Yes, that, that's the dilemma. That's the place you call God, you speak. A man cannot do without connecting, amen, to his source. Jesus woke up in the morning, early in the morning, before anything, he goes to pray, he goes to seek the, the heart of, that is a pattern for all men. It's from there that he starts his day. He gets confident. He's got a sense of boldness. Honey, this is what we're going to do today. And when Honey starts saying, no, we're not doing that. We're not, we're not going to do that. I'm not saying you cannot, you cannot challenge the man. But when you start quashing and pulling down and tearing and challenging him, you're destroying him. And one day he's going to look for another honey that will listen to him. It's the truth. Without even him knowing it. A man will always listen to somebody that can listen to his vision. A man will follow anyone that will, that will be encouraging his vision. So, okay, do you accept that? You are, oh. <laughs> it's easy to win the man. As man, the, the man will be falling for another woman. He will even know. But because that woman is speaking, he, he can pick. She can pick what he's saying. But you, you're trying to be... Ha, ha, Hard. No, you're not going to do that. We're not doing that. We don't have the money to do that. No, we're not going there. You're losing him. Let me speak to the next generation. Don't compete. Compliment. We're never designed to compete. We're designed to compliment each other. That's why the church is like a woman. You see all this issue. We fight each other. We're challenging each other. We're trying to outdo each other. It's the same spirit we're seeing amen, in, the, in the household. Household that are not saved, born again, that are not aligning with his competition. The man, is, the man is trying to say something. The woman wants to outdo him. So when the woman says something, the man too, shut him, shut her up. You can't say that. He exercises authority. Now the authority amen, is being abused. <laughs> it's chaos. Oh, come on. Somebody doesn't like to hear this. That's the truth. You need to hear it. 
Because it's the truth that sets us free. You want to save our generation. You want to save the land. You want to save the community. You want to save, amen, our, our generation. This is what we need. This is building the altar and the pattern, amen, for the priesthood. This is how we move. If you don't submit to God, you will never submit to a man. If you don't submit, amen, to God, you will never love a woman. Yeah, that's a pattern. Authority are designed in hierarchies. God first in everything we do. And we follow the order. We like it or not, we are all under some form of authority, some form of leadership. Acknowledging that and submitting to that help us to advance and accelerate the purpose of God for our life. I'm done for this morning. When God opened our mouth, we cannot but to prophesy. See, that's why we don't know what's going to happen whenever we gather like this. But when the Lord touches our lips, we cannot but to prophesy. May the prophetic word of God that has gone for this morning change us, align us. May it build us, may it give us a sense of understanding. May it position us in a way, in a manner where we can fully live life and function. To the best of the grace and the gift of God. The grace and the gift of God in our life. Always walk in accordance to the divine order and pattern that has been set. There are no, there are no chaos and disorderliness in the things of God. Lord we want to thank you. We humble ourselves Father. After a long time. In the third year of the drought, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go now and present yourself. Certain things will have to confront. Certain system, people will have to confront them. If not physical, spiritually. Certain places, high places will have to confront. Because the Lord is about to send rain. Rain will not come outside the judgment of Ahab. Ahab must be judged for the reign of God to come. Jezebel must be judged for the, for the reign of God. Remember, reign is the opposite of drought. Reign, amen, is the blessing, is the goodness, is the favor, is the peace, is the joy, is the, is the wisdom. All of the good things that we want, all of the blessings, all of the things we want God to do are all captured in the reign. And it's coming. God said, I will send the rain. The former and the latter rain. I will send them in the same month. It's coming. It's going to come. Why? Because God is raised and Elijah to speak. God is raising the company of Elijah. As we follow the direction and the instructions of the Spirit, change will begin to take place. I pray this morning that we will allow our hearts to embrace this truth. We will not see it as a word against them, against us. Because that's not my intention. A true, a true servant of God will bridge the gap. Will, will preach from two dimensions. Will bring equality, equilibrium, direction to the life of the people. Lord, we thank you. We glorify your name. May your kingdom come. May your will be done in our life. As it is done in heaven, let it, let it be done 
in everything that we stand for, that we represent. Thank you for the life of my brethren. Thank you for the life of the church, your body. Thank you for truth. May this word change us. May this word empower us, energize us. We're picking the pattern of the spirit. We're hearing, we're seeing. Father, we agree with what you're saying. Thank you for leading us this way. Thank you for showing us this truth. We humble ourselves, O oh God, and we receive. We say amen to this word. We say yes and amen to this truth. As we go out this morning, we pray grace. As we spend time with our family, I pray the love of God will flow like a river. Whatever we're doing this morning, whatever we're going to be doing with our family, with our friends, loved ones, and many, some of us going to our work, some people still work on Saturdays, I pray that, that the grace of God, the beauty, the love of God will overwhelm your life. Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. We honor you. Hallelujah. Well, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. We have come to the end of this morning broadcast. This is almost two hours we've done this morning. But we give thanks to God. I want to believe God once again that somehow the Lord has been able to drive some truth into your spirit. Well, you know this word, you have to go back to them and listen to them again and again until, amen, they make inroad to that, you know, position in your heart where you can say, yes, I got it. All right? So before we run, and let's go and listen to them again and again. Thank you so much, everyone. My appreciation to everyone that has joined us. God bless you this morning. Thank you for uh, uh, people that have connected to us from America, from Europe, wherever you've connected from. May the Spirit of God continue to bless you. Thank you once again, uh, uh, Bishop Wells, Abraham. Thank you for connecting. And may God continue to bless you in your ministry and your household. May God continue to lift you up. May He continue to grant you a new sense of strength and voice and grace to advance His will as you have the desire to, to, to pick and to learn of the things that heaven is proclaiming. It's my prayer, sir, that the Lord will continue to lift you up. May he continue to open new doors for you and grace you and, 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 and empower you and energize you, yes, in every dimension of your endeavor. Thank you, everyone, this morning. God bless you. Grace to you. Strength to you. Peace to you. Wisdom to you. May you continue to break through. May you continue to blaze through the month of September. May the beauty of God, may the blessings of God continue to flow into your life, into your space. May your life continue to radiate, yes, the, 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 the honor of God, the peace of God that transcends all human wisdom and understanding. May you be May you prosper. May you be blessed. And may men call you blessed. May the nation call you blessed. May heaven continue to open doors for you. May you continue to be his mouthpiece. Wherever you go, may your presence there bring life. May you be, yes, a gate that people can walk through. And a gate that will shut, yes, the activities of darkness. Thank you. God bless you, everyone. See you tomorrow by God's grace. Bye-bye.